Ruchana's Midwinter Blues Festival is underway. It's day two. The main stages are The Exchange and uh, Casino Ruchana. I got to plug my buddy, uh, Dan Silger, who is uh, a lefty. What a guitar player. What a singer. I love Dan Silger. I highly recommend, if you get the chance, to drop by the Blues Festival tonight. He's on at The Exchange performing. And uh, a great story of he and his family and his career. Also in the uh, the leader post. Good on them, too. But, uh, yeah, Dan's... Dan's been around a long time, uh, a good 30-year career, and he's a veteran, and uh, he's one of the best. So Midwinter uh, Blues Festival, that's on. Telemiracle, of course, is on over the uh, Trade Center. It's not at the Connexus, as in years past. Uh, they've gone there uh, for whatever reason. I guess maybe the venue works with cameras and all that a little better. I don't know, but still, support Telemiracle if you can, too, and uh, another big fundraiser I want to give a shout out to is the uh, ninth year in a row they've been doing this. YWCA Regina and their coldest night of the year, a family friendly walkathon that they raise money and it goes to such a great cause. Our community's most vulnerable. And with me now is Megan Trenholm from the YW. And Megan, first, thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a it's a great cause, and I'm happy to talk about it. Sadly, the poverty rate continues to go only in one direction. It seems higher. The numbers are only growing for you, aren't they? You know, it's tricky um, because last year, in 2023, we helped 330 women and their families find supportive housing, get a little further on their healing journey. And the previous year, in 2022, it was about 400. So interestingly, it's a slightly lower number, but it's because women and families are having a harder time getting into safe housing. You know, we're trying our best, but, uh, you know, our resources are pretty tapped. Oh, I bet they are. And how is the coldest night of the year useful? Well, it's multiple parts to it. Our large portion of it is the fundraising. Anything over and above a cot on a floor is created through fundraising. And so any of those programming offerings that we have, services, training, education, access to ceremony for um, the folks that we're supporting who are Indigenous and need that cultural connection, we provide all of that. And the support we get through Coldest Night of the Year means we can do it year-round, every day. It is tomorrow. Is it too late to help, or are you still looking for more to participate? Oh, goodness, it's never too late to help. You can register tomorrow when you show up. You can head to our website, ywcaregina.com. You'll see the big link, and you can donate to any name that you see that's familiar or just generally donate to the cause. All right, the walk begins and ends at St. Paul's Cathedral. What time would you like people to check in, even if they haven't already pre-registered? We would love to have you there at about 4 o'clock. Check in, have a hot chocolate, chat with your pals. Um, And then at 5 o'clock, we have... program a couple quick words because we know it's going to be chilly out and then at about five o'clock we start walking so show up anytime between four and five what's your goal ultimately financially the goal is seventy five thousand dollars and we are almost very nearly at that sixty percent of our goal so we're getting there thank you so much for being here this morning Thank you for having me, Greg. That's Megan Treadholm from the YWCA and if you can't participate tomorrow that would be great
Hey, Jeff Stranker is going to join me after 8 o'clock. Uh, got to preview Telemiracle this weekend and uh, talk about uh, going to none of it a few weeks back and what it was like with his experience there taking music from Saskatchewan to the kids there to kind of like cheer him up in the uh, the coldest part of the country. <laughs> Man, he's got some stories to share coming up here. I've got a great story uh, from 10-year-old Bella Thompson, too, out of Swift Current along with her mom, better known as Bella Brave, on TikTok. Uh, Kyla Thompson, my guest, and her daughter Bella, who is followed by millions, six million followers. Hey, she battles autoimmune diseases, and recently before Christmas got a life-saving bowel transplant, and Telemiracle has been there all the way with them both, and they're here with me now. Kyla, let me start with you, please. Perhaps you could bring my listeners up to date who may not be familiar with you and Bella. Not everyone is uh, as really as wise to what you guys are up to and uh, how we got to know you. Oh, gosh. Summary. <laughs> well, it's been a decade since my baby girl was born, and she's a medical warrior that's been through over 30 surgeries, a bone marrow transplant, and most recently, her life-saving bowel transplant. She was born with Hirschsprung's disease, so she it, it led to a lot of bowel issues. And uh, in 2020, they had said, you know what? She's in bowel failure. We need sick kids to help us. And sick kids assessed her and said she needs a bowel transplant to save her life. And that was successful, right? Yes. Very. It, it went so smoothly. They were so happy. The doctors told us that it could be a 10 to 20 hour surgery and it was actually only eight because she did so well. Yeah. And I can hear Bella right there beside you. I got to ask, how are you feeling now, Bella? I'm feeling really good. I'm going to let me get Dress. <laughs> well, this morning because it's cool, break. Well, yeah, well, not even dressed yet, Bella. Come on, are you? Are you two going to make it to Telemiracle this weekend? No, we we we're really we're really upset about it. We can't make it this weekend. Oh, another trip. Another trip. Oh, I'm sure you can make it this year, Bella. When you were in the hospital, you even got a visit from Ryan Reynolds, the movie star. What was that like? It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> really great chat with you, hey. Uh-huh. Yeah, I bet. And Kyla, I bet you were impressed, too. Oh, my gosh. He was so kind and just like your very typical Canadian. Like, he (laughs) didn't make you feel nervous at all. He was just very focused on Bella, and he he supports sick kids. So he was just so happy to visit with her and talk with her. So I was kind of sad in the corner. Yeah, I bet it was a great moment. I know you shared it on TikTok for the world to see, and it became so uh, such a viral moment. Kyla Thompson, my guest, with her daughter, Bella, who's known by millions on TikTok as Bella Brave. And Kyla, tell everyone about a recent TikTok you shared about what brave actually means. You know, Bella really showed me what brave means from the moment I became a mom. And she showed me that she can persevere through the hardest of things. And since, since that, I, I had come to know what brave really is through my daughter, Mm-hmm. And um, to me, she is she is the definition of it. Seeing her go through so many surgeries, so many hard hospital stays, and she comes out smiling, finding humor, and stronger. And it's really a testament to her strength, but also, you know, the support that we've received through it all as well. Yeah, and nicely said. And it's great to hear you're both doing so well. And I bet you two have had some great times. Behind the scenes, as previous host in Telemiracle, uh, uh, you've helped co-host before. I remember 
the support. They have helped us through her many long-term medical stays financially with accommodations, food, gas. And Bella remembers not only that, but she remembers the the amazing party that <laughs> that they hosted us. Right. It was like a sweet hotel room. You yeah. got a sweet hotel room. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you both for the update. I really appreciate it, Bella and Kyla, and thank you. And take care, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ring those phones. Where are we going? Telemiracle Weekend is here. Joining me, one of the co-hosts, Jeffrey Straker. Welcome back to the show. Nice to have you here. Always good to chat with you, Greg. I've been uh, monitoring your Facebook page. Besides Telemiracle photos you've been sharing there, I see you were in Nunavut recently, and that had to be fun. The pictures looked great. I was. I was. That was and I didn't hint to anybody that I was going. I kind of wanted my first post to be from you know the depths of minus 45 which was the community where I went to. I was up there for a week, and it was an absolute blast. I got an invitation from the hamlet. Uh, the hamlet of Kugluka has about 1,600 people, and their administration invited me up to do a show, but also to spend the week working with some local students, coaching them to write a song. They were, and they were students who had some, you know, a moderate level of kind of beginner level of playing uh, an instrument, and they'd never written a song before. In the depths of January winter in Nunavut, a lot of the communities up there have kind of what I'll, I'll call a wellness week, and they just try to get people moving and grooving and lift their spirits and, and you know, get some positivity in the air. So I, got, I went up there to work with these kids to write a brand-new song, and uh, they did a great job. And, you know, along the way in the community, I got to have some great experiences. What did they teach you, Jeff? They taught me to slow down for a week. Uh, the, the, the pace of life up there is so beautifully... I'm not going to say beautifully slow. I'll say beautifully slower than our pace down here in the south. They kind of stop and smell the roses. Just way, they're way better at it than we are. We, we, we're kind of wound up down here, <laughs> and, and they call us southerners, by the way. And they reminded me that everybody has a voice, and everybody has something really important and even profound to say. You just got to give them the chance and the opportunity to get it out of them and then sit back and listen and you can be blown away. It, it was it was it was pretty wonderful. Jeffrey Straker, my guest, just back from Nunavut. What is it like being in darkness like that and uh the way of life? We think polar bears and whale meat. In Kugluktuk, the community where I was, actually no polar bears. It just there's all sorts of reasons why. But there definitely was a lot of muskox. We we ate some whale, we ate so which they call muktuk. We had we ate some seal. They, they had feasts, community feasts all week long. So roasted muskox and stewed muskox and muskox soup. And and then on the final feast is when I got to try the seal and the whale. And I I had never tasted whale before. It wasn't fishy at all. It actually was kind of like and I eat it I ate it cold. When you kind of get to the blubber part and get to the meat, it's kind of like cold roast beef if you can believe that. So that was pretty amazing. Some people would have definite texture issues, <laughs> but, but, but I quite enjoyed it, actually. So, yeah, pretty good. And then I'm a runner. Uh, you look at my Facebook page, you know that. And I run in any temperature. So I took my running gear up there, too. And I happen to be in Nunavut on a particularly cold week. I tell you, 
that made me really appreciate a good old minus 20 run in Regina. <laughs> you might be the only one from Saskatchewan who could outrun a polar bear if you were to see one up there. So, <laughs> they, You know, it's really funny. They did. Well, I, I asked them, I said, you know, do I have to be aware of polar bears when I go up to my run? And they said, no, we have no polar bears here. They said, but you should keep an eye out for wolves. <laughs> <laughs> did you see one? I did not feel good. Thank good. God. You are again going to be uh, helping out Taylor Miracle as an incredible host. How many years now have you done Taylor Miracle? You know, this is year thirteen for me, over fourteen years because I had to I had to miss one year. When you reflect on your time with Taylor Miracle, what do you think? Oh my gosh! You know, I think I've become more and more emotional about it each year. And like, there's times when I'm really having to like, this is really weird, but like, not cry on air because. The whole thing to me has just become so beautiful. And, you know, it's fun, and it's fast-paced, and it's kind of hilarious, and, and people from all across the province coming in and singing their song, that, that's all great. But when you just stand in the wings and watch those phones ring, still the same old dial phones with the bells and them ringing away on that stage, you know, for the last 48 years, it, you just internalize that each one of those phones ringing is someone somewhere in Saskatchewan who's decided, I've got a few extra bucks, and I'm going to call in and give it to this charity because I think it's worth it, and it's going to. And I know that money is staying right here to help someone in Saskatchewan. Like it just, it makes me melt. I wish you well, this uh, Telemiracle buddy, and much success. I know you're returning in March with a concert at Dark Hall that's almost sold out. Thanks for being on the show, buddy. Thanks so much. Well, February break is coming to a close for students. It'll be back to school on Monday, and we've uh, not yet heard uh, any further teachers' action, although uh, the Saskatchewan Teachers Federation President Samantha Beacott is going to be on with Evan Bray here shortly on the Evan Bray Show, so do tune in to that. And uh, what a mild weekend in store for us. I, I do warn you, though, that winter isn't over yet. In fact... This specific flow, which has been bringing us all the mild air, might be replaced by an Arctic one next week. Towards Sunday, Monday, they're watching the low in Alberta developing. And depending on how it tracks, might hit the south uh, part of the province here with some snowfall. Uh, Could be a heavy amount, maybe not. But they're just going to be watching that one over the weekend. But quite frankly, uh, we welcome any moisture that comes out of any system from here on in. Because uh, the Watershed Agency telling us this province is already looking at a rather dry spring, meaning possibly another drought uh, for this year. Sure hope not, but uh, a good, wet, heavy snowfall would come in pretty handy and certainly add in some April showers would make a lot of the farming community happy. You're probably not too happy if you uh, joyfully looked when the uh, Regina Airport announced, hey, Lynx is coming to town, $79 flights direct to Toronto. Vancouver. Sounds like a great offer. The low-cost airline, though, Lynx Air, has announced it's halting operations after the weekend. They're flying till Sunday, and then come Monday, they're done. They are uh, filing for creditor protection. If you already pre-purchased one of those tickets I was talking about here out of Regina that was supposed to start in June, uh, you're to talk to your credit card company on that one, too. And I just want to take a moment, man, to to see this is the second anniversary this weekend of the Russian invasion 
of Ukraine, and uh, there really is no end in sight. Canada recently sent more more than 800 drones to Ukraine for surveillance and countermeasures. But still, so many lives lost, so much destruction. And this week, a lot of military experts growing concerned because Russia seems to, at the moment, have the upper hand. And it's not helping that in the United States, Republicans uh, seemingly holding up for uh, support, military aid for Ukraine. Uh, it's politics, right? And at the moment, uh, really, there does not look like an end in sight. Yet the resilience of Ukrainian people just getting through their day in some of those areas, just the infrastructure is gone, homes obliterated, some still living there. Many have have left, but it's just remarkable and it's heartbreaking all at the same time to see how they've all suffered. But uh, uh, who can understand Putin's end goal here, right? To what? To occupy an area that's already obliterated? Nobody's there? It's just incredibly sad. So our thoughts here on uh, a weekend that marks two years of that war. So much damage done to so many cities and towns across Ukraine because of the invasion. By choice of the Kremlin, it's it's just horrible. CJME News time now is 826. I'm Greg Morgan. And uh, again, if you can make it tomorrow, the YW is having their coldest night of the year walk. And it starts at 4 and with registration. And they'll start the walk at 5. Go to the YWCA's website. And if you want to give money in advance and you don't even want to participate, you can do that. But it's for Regina's uh, Vulnerable. And uh, they love to have your support. You can uh, check their website out or just show up tomorrow and be a part of it.